Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to Design Your Day, the official podcast show of The Gathering Shops. I'm your host, Ray Digney. The Gathering Shops, retail's newest and most exciting shopping platform, has curated a community of emerging brands and local artists. Each week, we will introduce you to the talent and personalities behind these brands to give you an opportunity to get to know the person behind the product. This week, we catch up with New Jersey artist Julian Mitchell Estramera. Jay Mitch, as he is known in the art community, shares his personal story of growing up in the Garden State and eventually landing a successful career in the financial industry, where he soon realized that money is never a guarantee for health and happiness. Deciding to take a courageous leap and walk away from his corporate career, he dove into his passion of painting and creating. A self-educated artist, Julian Mitchell's story is an example of finding your true passion by painting your personality. So without further ado, here is Design Your Day interview number three with New Jersey artist, Julian Mitchell Estramera. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Design Your Day, the official podcast show of The Gathering Shops. We are super, super excited to get this show back on track um, in a very, very interesting time, and we'll talk a little bit about that. But we are even more excited to have our special guest today, New Jersey artist, our man, Julian Mitchell Estramera. Julian, thank you so much. You better known as or also known as Jay Mitchell. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Ray. Thank you for having me. Super excited to be here. Yeah, this is kind of cool. Now, originally, of course, we've been talking about this for a few weeks for you uh, to come on the show because you joined the Gathering Shops platform um, you know, a few months ago. We're going to talk about that. And the original idea was you and I were going to sit down at the new store location at Bellworks, which I'm sure we both agree is a beautiful store that is showcasing a ton of your art. And that was going to be the backdrop to this uh, in-person interview, which we were so excited. Unfortunately, we are all going through a very, very... Um, difficult, unique, challenging time here um, during the COVID-19 pandemic. So we are doing this remotely and you are sitting in front of some of your artwork um, at your home and I'm sitting uh, down here in my studio at my home as well too. So um, I think this still can be a good time. I think this is going to be a lot of fun. Absolutely. Yeah. But, and that's, that meeting's just postponed. So it's not, not going to happen. It's just postponed until future date, hopefully yeah. soon. <laughs> yeah. And, and to your point, you know, that's going to be really cool because what will happen here is at least I think from, from my perspective is, you know, the growing gathering shops audience and customers and fans of that platform now will get a chance to get to know you. They'll put yeah. a face and a name with the art and yeah. then it'll give them even more interest and probably uh, a little bit more of an appeal to come to the store and get a chance to meet you and or listen to the next uh, podcast interview we do together at the store. Absolutely. I think that was already happening with the events that you guys were putting together yeah. at work. So I think yeah. this is just a perfect add-on that's just going to lead to more bigger events where clients are not only just buying the products, but coming to actually meet us, which is the whole thing, right? Like yeah. all the sales and everything comes down to just knowing the person, knowing the creator and just kind of falling in love with their story. So I'm excited. Yeah, I'm, su I'm super excited too. And, and we're going to get to all that. I, I definitely want to talk about um, your new role and your relationship with the Gathering Shops uh, platform. Um, you and I have a common thread. Um, you know, I am a part of the Gathering Shops platform as well too with my own brand. So we'll be able to talk about uh, both of us being entrepreneurs and, and being creative and, and, and building a business around our passion. But first, I want the audience to get to know who you are. Um, so if you don't mind, if you want to take maybe a couple of minutes to just kind of introduce yourself a little bit, let people know uh, who you are, where you're from, maybe a little bit about your backstory, and then we'll take it from there. For sure. So I'm a Jersey boy. I was born and raised in Freehold, New Jersey, Monmouth County. Um, so through growing up and, and uh, high school, I did a little bit of art. Uh, growing up as a kid, I did the majority of my art. 
uh, in terms of learning. Uh, my mom put me in a lot of art classes. Uh, I was a lot, watching a lot of these programs on TV, like PBS was having uh, Mark Kistler, who was a big uh, inspiration of mine. He was a cartoonist that would kind of sit you down for a 60 minute program and teach you exactly how to draw cartoons. Um, and then I started taking the other classes, which was kind of like the fruit in the bowl type of classes, paint this with pastels. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff that I personally wasn't like attracted to. So it kind of, it didn't turn me off of art, but it kind of put art a little bit to the side because no one kind of took me and said, you can continue doing a, cartoons, not being a cartoonist on Cartoon Network. You know what I mean? Yeah. I didn't have that, that, that side of things yet. Um, so after high school, uh, I went to Wagner College in Staten Island, uh, dragged my wife today girlfriend at the time with me um and uh, new york was kind of just an attraction to me we used to go as kids but it was still kind of like mysterious so we it was interesting to be five minutes from the city a ferry ride right over the the harbor and it, it was like a, a world a new world of art and a new world of everything so i kind of got stuck in the the routine of going through business school uh it was the easiest way for me to graduate <laughs> i started yeah. i started uh, on that path um, and then right out of college, actually, I started interning with a, a big firm on Wall Street, and I continued with them uh, right after I graduated college uh, for a year on uh, Two World Financial. Um, and then I actually moved back to their home office, which was in Pennington back in New Jersey. So I kind of moved my things back to Freehold, uh, worked there for whew, three years, and then decided to try financial advising in the same company, went to Red Bank then went back to home office and got a corporate position where I was pretty high up. I was a vice president of uh, a big division of theirs that kind of controlled uh, a lot of advisors on the floor. So it was like this whole different world that I didn't really love or, or know a lot about, but somehow I found myself at, at a very high level yeah. and uh, doing really good. Like I wasn't doing bad. I was making a ton of money, but I just wasn't I wasn't who I was yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I didn't find who I was. I was kind of just like that cookie cutter. This is what TV tells me. This is what yeah. a lot of people show me is great. Money's awesome. Work for the weekends. But I was just like internally like not happy at all. And it was coming out in like the worst ways, like attitudes, not being yeah. too nice to my wife, um, just like depression, anxiety, just like all these things that, that are, are huge hurdles in everyone's life were coming out in this like, one moment and um when i finally left the position it was definitely a turning point but i had like an aha moment where it all came crashing down and i hit like a a, a give or take like rock bottom where i was just like i'm lost like what is going on right now like wow. um and when i left that position i really just needed the reassurance from my father because at the time my father and it's still today, my father is like one of the biggest inspirations of my life in terms of I, I view his his words and what he says like higher than anybody else in this world. So getting his approval was not easy and I knew yeah. it wouldn't be easy, but I was like, if I can talk him into my situation, what's going on, I want to leave. If I can make sense of that to him and he kind of gives me his blessing, then that was all I need. And it took a while, but once he understood where I was coming from, and at that point, I wasn't just jumping into art, you know? Like, I was yeah. just trying to take a totally different route to find myself. Yeah. Um, cutting back a little bit, shortly before this, maybe like a year or two, I was already picking up art again. I was doing it as therapy because the anxiety and depression was coming in like hot. <laughs> the, wow. That position where I was a vice president, I had, I had a, a not so great relationship with my direct boss, and my team was a team of three. So it was like super intimate. Oh, wow. I was with her every day. 
I was trying to please her as much as I can to everybody else's eyes. I was doing great. But to that one person that mattered, (laughs) I was on her crap list, you know? So like, so that just beating down on me, I started doing the painting. I was living in Belmar at the time. So I start painting on the beach, right? I'm painting little 12 by 12s. I'm seeing if I have any. Um, And just like, just fooling around. My friends started boasting me up like, that's awesome. People start buying them quickly. Um, and my skills were, you know, coming back. They weren't yeah. fantastic. <laughs> so there, you know, there was a lot of like, all right, yeah, maybe you can do this. A lot of yeah. doubt, which fueled me for sure. And then, uh, when I got to that point where I ended up leaving the position, I didn't know that I was going to continue to do that art. I just knew that I wanted to continue to do that for mental health and for just like expressing myself rather than just watching social media, watching yeah. great, uh, getting bogged down by like other people doing better than you and feeling bad about yourself. Like I was over that. I was over that whole thing. So, um, cut to that whole year. I really grinded, man. Like I I busted my ass in and bringing back my skills, painting every day, painting everything from canvas, clothing, hats. Um, and then I got to the point where that, uh, right before summer, I came up with the idea of, of opening up a gallery and I was like, you know what? I have money. Uh, because when I left, I, I had a good lump sum. Um, I got a little bit of severance from, from everything and I had enough money to start something. And I, I wanted to take a big plunge because in my experience, when you take a big plunge, even if you're not ready for it, it pushes you forward. And now you got to figure it out. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like now yeah. you got to just like, I'm here now. What? Yeah. And yeah. You either fail or you're going to continue. You're going to figure it out and adapt. So I threw myself into a situation with a good friend of mine. We owned a gallery in Belmar for a year and a half, which was an amazing experience. The working artist, um, we were right on Main Street. It was a mm-hmm. 1,500 square gutted gym. And it, we had everything from, first it was you know an art gallery. I had artists pay for space individually, mm-hmm. but took no commission. I wanted it run by artists, uh, owned by artists. I wanted it to be a creative center. And then mm-hmm. it also duplicated as mine and my colleague, Megan uh, Jacobson, who does resin art as our studio. Yeah. So it was like the best of both worlds. And then it just adapted and it turned into this like culture center where all these creatives from Belmar, Asbury, Point Pleasant, New York came to like congregate with us musicians. Like we had, we had uh, rock bands that were going like East coast contacting us and be like, we heard about your space. We'd love to play there. And then them paying us to play there. And I'm like, "This this is great. But like all in all, as a lot of short towns, you know, you got four or five months out of the year and then yeah. the majority of the year is really slow. So yeah. it just came down to like the overhead was too crazy for us. Yeah. Um, so we decided to close the brick and mortar, but I still own that business today and I still utilize that a lot with uh, what I do. So if I ever have an opportunity to curate a space, let's say yeah. uh, I work with a lot of hotels, lounges, bars, yeah. they say, hey, Julian, um, we want you to curate the space. I would work under my business name, the working artist, and I would curate my, my colleagues of artists, which I have a whole Rolodex now, yeah. awesome, and just kind of like work at that. But I always try to keep it artist driven where like, I don't want to take your money, just like pay for your space, pay for everything. And let's do this together. Because as you know, team sports, dude, I, I grew up in team sports and it's like, yeah, there's no better way to come up than to come up with friends or even new friends than to be by yourself when you're at the top. Yeah, hundred percent, dude. That was um. First of all, so much in, in that. that was so much. And, sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I'm loving. I'm loving it. And the reason why I say so much is just yeah. hear, hearing you talk about. You know, I'm I'm originally I'm a Jersey Shore guy myself. So just hearing yeah. 
you know, Jersey Shore, Belmar, Asbury. I mean, th those places are very, very special to me. So um, that just pumps me up. But um, there's a lot of things that you said there that I think really, really hit home for th this whole Gathering Shots platform. Yeah, um, absolutely. Your, your curated space, right? Um, and your community that you built around creatives, artists, musicians, it sounds very similar to what the Gathering Shops is and has worked on to create as far as a community of creatives as well too. And to your point, it just goes to show you that when people that are creative come together, there's a better chance that they could all be more successful rather than either someone like you or me or some of the other brands trying to do it on our own. Um, when people work together, special things happen. So I do, I want to, I got to talk to you. I got to ask yeah. um, because I think a lot of people probably are going to hear your story and say, wait a minute, that's just like me. Mm -hmm. I'm sure there are a ton of people out there that have this, at least on the outside, they have this incredible career. They have this great job with stability. They're making exceptional money. Mm -hmm. um, but to your point, maybe on the outside we see them and they look like they have everything that we would want, but on the inside, they're hurting. They're not happy. Anxiety, depression, right? Mm -hmm. um, those are all things that, that you went through. Um, yeah. how, hard, how hard of a decision, how difficult of a decision was, was it for you to say, listen, I'm going to leave plush corporate America with a great salary and I'm going to chase my passion because I believe my passion is going to lead to happiness. Mm -hmm. Was it as difficult as at least from where I sit yeah. It probably was, or did you just know in your heart it was something you had to do because at the end of the day, money wasn't going to make you truly happy? It was easily the hardest thing I've ever done, the hardest decision I've ever made. But once that decision was made, it was there was no hesitation whatsoever. There was no okay. doubt in my mind. There was no doubted feeling. Even when I was working, you know, the first few years trying to grow it as a business, yeah. turn it into something from a hobby to a business. Yeah, my morale my my personality my expression my happiness there was no taking that away at that point and i knew that i was on the verge of finding something and even if i wasn't successful in it i was happy and to me that was that was successful enough yeah you know granted obviously i have to pay for things you know i had to pay but like in my mind if it didn't work out great i was willing to just live in a box dude <laughs> i was willing to just be happy living on the beach, living in a little shack and just like doing this because I forgot until I got to that point that I loved painting and being put in a really crappy situation and having a huge life change brought me back to understand that I loved it. Yeah. My love for that is now so much stronger because my parents put that in my head when I was a kid. It's something that I have now with them. It's like a connection I have with them. It's my childhood my best memories are watching these guys on TV and, and yeah. like emulating them. And now the gratification of people seeing my work and putting my face to it and then being so happy to meet me and learn my story is like the biggest fuel ever. Yeah. So it's crazy, it's, right? Yeah, it's like, it's, it was, it was the hardest thing, but I am, I don't know. I'm like the happiest person ever now. And I try to like preach that because I want people to be happy in life because yeah. it's so short. It is. It like is. I, I could have saw myself 10 years from that position, like dying of like a heart attack because yeah. I was so stressed of just like, why, why can't, why are they not seeing it? Like I'm seeing it. Why? Like I'm doing my best. Like, because corporate America as a whole is not very like help driven. We're not going to yeah. help you to get to the top. It's, yeah. it's much more competitive than any other thing I've ever been in my life. And for what? For exactly. show how many boats you have? Yeah. Show, like why? Like I'd yeah. rather be happy on the beach with my little umbrella watching your yacht when you're yeah. 
just pissed off the next day just doing yes. it again. Hundred <laughs> percent, I agree. It's like uh, it's like that old cliche, or not cliche, that famous saying. I'm sure you've heard. Uh, Do something you love and find a way to make money at it, right? And um, I really think I'm right there with you. It's so true. Like, there's a difference. Of course, you and I, we have to find a way to pay our bills. But if we can find a way to pay our bills and live a life where we're happy and live a life where we're actually doing what we're passionate about, I think that really is the key um, to everybody's. Uh, personal health and success. You know, I'm right there with you. Um, so let's talk a little bit about your art. So you finally have the courage to leave yeah. your corporate America job, right? Um, which a lot of people, and maybe we'll, we'll come back to this, a lot of people don't have the courage to get up and do. You yeah. decide to do, like you said, once you committed to it, there was no doubt, there was no hesitation, you did it. So let's talk about Jay Mitchell, the artist. Um, what kind of artist are you? I know that you do have an iconic piece, an iconic logo. He has a name. Let's talk all about that. Um, just for some of the listeners and the fans of The Gathering Shop who may come to fall in love with your art, but don't know a lot about art. So what's the difference between Jay Mitchell and maybe some other kind of artists that are out there today? For sure. So one of the, the first images I brought back when I was going through this this whole process was a character, Mitch. And he was uh, a monkey that kind of um, represented myself at the time. And he's, he's on this hat, if anybody could see. Love so, it. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so cool. So we got we to gotta bring those hats to the gathering shops. I know. I got to. I, 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 I mean, like 100%. I have, I have good inventory too, so I should. All right, absolutely. We got to bring it to the store, man, for sure. So if you see his mouth, uh, it's just a, a straight line, yep. right? And, that, and that's the biggest um, That's the biggest piece of his face that I wanted yep. to exaggerate. And what... What that represented was kind of juxtaposing um, inner mundaneness, just going through the motions, being in the rat race, not being, not being colorful, not being yourself, not being creative, um, in a world of beauty, in a world of color, in a world of nature. Like I'm in my new house right now and I love just my backyard because I love nature. Like yeah. it's the beauty of everything around you. You lose that when when you're stuck in, in job mode. Right. And I, yeah. I see it with my wife sometimes too. And, and I bring her back because like I went through all that and she's now in a corporate position um, higher than I was. And I try to help her like with all those stumbles because I'm like, listen, let's just go outside for a second. Let's take a walk around the block. Let's just go look like, and it, it makes the world of a difference. So that's where his expression came from. It was just how I felt. He was in a, I actually have the piece. I don't want to lift the camera, but he's in a purple suit. Uh, I'll never sell this piece, by the way. He's in a purple <laughs> suit, pink pink tie, uh, which I never wore. I'm just, I just wanted to do that. Bananas in the background, and he has his face on, and he's holding a balloon of his face smiling. And that was my that was my you know face right in front of yours, right? Just going to work, smiling, but yeah. internally you're just miserable. So he was the first character that I created, and ironically, I thought it was good enough. I guess people around me believed in it enough that it turned into my biggest logo. Um, so I still continue with him today on a lot of pieces, but I don't favor him too much. I don't put him in everything. Yeah. I do get a lot of collectors that, that commission me just for Mitch pieces, which yeah. is awesome. And some of the biggest people have it in, in my career, which is also like, I have a really good friend, um, Einstein, who is the top uh, stockbroker of the New York Stock Exchange. He has a piece from him. I have great collectors in Long Branch that have pieces from Like, it's just amazing that people appreciate it so much um, and might not even know the full story, you know? Just know that it, there's yeah. something about that monkey. <laughs> yeah. So cut to, you know, I, I do all different types of art. I think to categorize myself as an evolving artist because 
I'm not opposed to anything at this point. I'm mm-hmm. definitely favor the the bright colors, cartoonism, um, express. Um, I do some abstract, a lot of graffiti art, but mm-hmm. I'm always trying to do different styles um, because I think my learning curve is is a lot better when I teach myself and I enjoy it a lot better when I teach myself. So I'll see something and then I'll attempt to do a different style and kind of bring myself to like my work enough to say, okay, this is on par for, I, yeah. I don't like to watch anything or learn from other people. I like to just do it myself because I feel more gratification from that. So I would say I'm always evolving. And yeah. one thing that I would say is hardest for me, which I, I don't even know why I would say this, but portraits, portraits are really hard for me. So I always, when someone reaches out to me for it, I always say yes. Cause you want to I'll learn prove it to myself. Yeah. I want yeah. to prove it to myself. I want to go through that really stressful, hard time because at the end of that, like anything else, like my story, when you go through that really rough, stressful time, that's how you and your soul grows. That's how yeah. you grow. And that's how you learn things. So you better believe it. I always put myself in really tough situations. So I'm always trying to learn and I'm always trying to evolve as an artist, but I do murals. So I'm a muralist too. Um, those are really fun. I love doing murals. I just finished a, uh, 67 foot mural in Asbury Park on uh, Main Street. It's going to be a uh, candy shop. Um, unfortunately, when all this happened, they weren't able to have the grand opening, but I'm hoping for that in the next uh, few weeks or, or month um, so we can get that out to the public. But yeah, there's really nothing I won't paint on, to be honest. <laughs> so. I, think, I think that's incredible. I mean, one thing for sure, you have to let us know about um, you know, that release on Main Street in Asbury, you know, so for some of the local gathering shops, audience and fans, I mean, we have to go out there and support you for sure. Um, I want to say personally, I got to get one of those hats. I'm already a huge fan. Right now. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> I will rock that hat all the time. If you and splatter or not. I love, yes. And um, I'm definitely, I definitely want to pick up a piece or two, you know, some of your pieces were, uh, or at uh, the Bellwork store in, uh, in Homedale. Um, and of course my favorite is, is your biggie piece, which I think is yes. just, that's one of the biggest sellers. Oh, I, no I, doubt. That was created actually shortly after I left, maybe 2000, 2017 or 2018. And that piece is it, obviously it's biggie smalls. It's iconic. Yeah. At the time I was like, you know what? I've never seen anyone draw the Kuji sweater in the background. So I think that was my little niche of like the, yeah. in a lot of biggies. And I, I just, I personally think that's, such an awesome piece because at that time to me my skill level wasn't on par with what that biggie piece was so yeah. like that was proof to me that like i could do that piece actually i'm gonna say is that piece was the turning point because when i did that piece that was a huge jump from like doing a lot more cartoonists to be like wow i just did a portrait of biggie and it's dope and i'm getting a lot yeah. of people like to reach out so i think that was a huge motivator for me and I think that's why I always post it and always do. Yeah, always, I'm, I'm, I yeah. definitely, I'm definitely going to be one of your next customers to get one. Ever <laughs> since I saw it for the first time, I'm like, I have to get it, get this home <laughs> and bring it downstairs. So, and that's an incredible story, right? I mean, and yeah. for people that, uh, for people that love art or music, like to hear that you just said, listen, you've never seen anyone do a Biggie portrait or painting with the Kooji sweater in the background. For the diehard Biggie fans or hip hop fans, like your rationale right there makes it even more valuable, yeah. you know, that you did that it that way. That was my real thinking. That was my honest thinking. Cause like you have to differentiate yourself from, from the art world for sure. Everyone. And I was the same way at the beginning, you know, kind of taking little pieces from other artists or trying yeah. to do what they're doing. And then I found myself just like, what do you, what I just want to be like another pawn in this game. Just like, yeah, be lost to the side. So I always try and it's the most difficult thing in the world, but I always try to be as different as possible from other artists and other people in terms of thinking and in terms of what I put on the canvas. And if not, what's on the canvas, at least what the canvas means. 
make yeah. that different meaning, deep meaning than than anyone else that has done it. So that's always a struggle with any yeah. artist or any creative, right? So it's just like something that we battle every day. Yeah, I mean, like I, I, like you said, like any creative, and and there are plenty of people that are creative that aren't artists like you. Um, any creative you know, the real battle is trying to find a way to stand out and to stick out and to di differentiate yourself, like you said. Um, speaking of that, let's talk a little bit now. So you are a super talented artist. You you walked away from uh, your first career. You go into your, your creative space and become an artist. You find some success locally here in New Jersey. You open up your own gallery. Now you're starting to, uh, to not only paint, but you're curating spaces for other establishments. And then you find out about the gathering shops. Yeah. So I want to talk about this, you know, how I like to say retail's most exciting and newest shopping platform. Um, I'm super proud to be a part of it. Of course, I'm an entrepreneur and a brand creator myself. So my brand is part of that platform as well, too. Um, I just want to ask, when you first found out about the gathering shops, what was your initial reaction or thought about this platform? And why were you attracted to it as, let's say, maybe compared to some other opportunities you may have had? Yeah. So when, um, so Eric actually reached out to me first with, uh, I think he was the curator of the Paramus yep. mm -hmm. at the time. So he reached out to me. Um, I saw the list of artists that they already had. And ironically, I've worked with numerous of them and I knew them just from being in the world and they were pretty good, really like high up artists. I was like, this is awesome. So when I came out and I actually saw the store, saw what the store was about, it was exactly what I wanted and what the working artist was in yeah. terms of idea and then the, the gathering shop is just more retail driven. Yeah. Less, uh, not, I wouldn't even say less creative driven because you have art everywhere. So it's like, it's, it's a perfect hybrid between the two. Mm -hmm. But at my shop, I didn't have retail, right? I, I had a little bit, but I didn't have a ton of retail um, uh, where it would be like in a mall or Bellworks. So yeah. the idea was just like exactly what I've ever wanted for the working artist. And I wanted to say when you brought up that earlier in, in a podcast that I just did recently um, about my, my story as well. I brought up the working, um, the gathering shop, like in, in good five minutes, because I just expressed of how that idea is exactly what I was grooming the working artist to be and exactly what I wanted it to be. So it was like awesome to kind of just jump into something that was already established that has the financial backing to flourish that has the, the connections to flourish. Um, like some of these, the connections that I see you guys bring in and, and the creatives and you have this person on Shark Tank. You have this person on <laughs> Alex Limonis, the, the prophet. You have yeah. um, the Hill figures involved. Like, it's, yeah. it's amazing. And it's, it's just really cool to be in a, a, um, an experienced world, but feel like I'm not just a number. Yeah. And that's exactly, and, and, and you just hit the nail on the head for me, from my perspective as well, too. The Gathering Shops makes every single brand or artist feel as though they're a priority, that they're super talented, that their brand or work can flourish. Whereas uh, just from my experience, not necessarily all the other retail establishments, even if they give you the opportunity, make you feel that way. And I really feel that the Gathering Shops not only has created a, a space where we could all sell our work, um, it's created this community where I feel like we're all rooting for each other. And to your point earlier, like we're all on the same team. And in today's environment, you don't find that a lot. No, you don't. And I think the best relationships I've ever created were, were through my shop, through the working artist. Yeah. And I still have 
all of those connections today. And those are mainly the reasons why I'm so successful and why I'm able to put out content, put out hats because I have the hat connection from five years ago that I worked with it. You know, it's like yeah. all the people that you meet. And I learned that early on in business, um, which is a huge thing of mine is business uh, ethics and just like doing the right thing when you're doing business transactions, never burning bridges, always doing right by people. And if you don't want to work with them or you don't like just leave, you like, you don't have to talk about it or anything like that. So I've never burned a bridge. I always work with the same people. Um, and I think grooming those relationships through years of, of hard work where we're all doing the same hard work makes you appreciate the relationships that are still there after those years are done. You know, you just, I feel like uh, not only am I enjoying this, this, <laughs> this conversation and interview, I feel like I'm learning a lot too. You just like, th those can be three pillars to business success. I think sometimes, you know, and I'm sure you've been there when you're an entrepreneur and you're trying to build a business, even if it's around your passion, you try to get advice from, you know, all different kinds of people. And sometimes depending upon who you talk to, they make it seem so complicated. Like it's almost impossible to succeed. But mm -hmm. those three things you just mentioned right there, like never burn a bridge, always do right by people. Mm -hmm. And just be honest. If you want to work with someone, work with them. If you don't, don't. I feel like if every young entrepreneur who is just starting put those three pillars up on the, on their marker board or on the wall, they probably would be a lot more successful and probably a lot faster seeing that success. Absolutely. And, and the reason why I say, and I've been saying it really often lately is because there's on the opposite end, there's so many people in my world, in corporate America, in just any job that don't have those skills or don't yep. use those skills. And, and that's why situations and things are so toxic, right? Like, I have friends that are on, on Wall Street and still in corporate America that love it and are doing great. And yeah. that's how I, I feel every job should be. There, every person has a liking or has like attraction to certain things. So yeah. some people might not, like there's always that right person for the right job. And just because that job wasn't right for one person does not mean it's not right for the other person. So I just feel like if everyone expressed how they really felt and how they, what they wanted out of life and kind of went for it, and everyone was in positions where they deserve it and they, and they want to be there, I feel like the world would be like even better. Yeah. It's like run more smoothly, but with social media too, you know, that comes with a, a lot of negativity, just yep. positive. So it, it's, it's a battle um, every day, but I, I try to always put out positivity because of the younger crowd, you know, like when I had my shop, we, we would have Howell High School, which is a local high school, yeah. a couple times uh, yeah. throughout the year. And we would do classes with them. And like, I know how I was in high school too. Like, you have no idea what you want to do. I had yeah. no real clue. Like, all you care about is whatever, sports, girls. Yeah, hanging out, whatever. Or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. But like those, those, those few students that I talked to that really like were enjoyed it and really loved it and were on track, like those impacts are, are why... I love doing what I do and, and getting feedback from some of those people as they go in their journey or, or I had this one kid. Oh, this is amazing. I had this one uh, kid that when I worked at the working artist, his mother worked next door at the, um, the arcade and he loved my hats and I would always uh, sell them hats. I gave him like a bunch of free hats too. Yeah. this one hat that I hand painted. It was floral. And she just texted me, I think like uh, two months ago, there was a parade in Belmar he lost the hat. He dropped the hat on, on the St. Patrick's Day parade and he thought he lost it. His mom found it, hid it on him. And he has like really severe anxiety. Yeah. Um, and like, that was his, his like shield. Yeah. Yeah. He lost it. She said his face went white. Like he, he didn't, he wanted to go home. He freaked out. And then when she gave it back to him, it like changed his whole demeanor. Like that's wild to me. Something yeah. that painted 
changed this kid's attitude, like changed his whole demeanor, changed his anxiety. Like that's wild. And you can't be perfect every day, right? You can't yeah. be a perfect role model. And yeah, yeah, of course, of course. But, but you can at least try when, when the hardest times are there, when you want to be negative, you could always try to be positive. So that's what I try to do. And I think overall it changed me as a, a, a better person. Like I can never talk like this five years ago, six years ago. I would be like, I wouldn't know what to say. I, I would just like be in my head of just like being negative because I didn't like where I was like yeah. now just, you could tell I'm so happy where I am because the way I talk about it and I, I have so much to say. I don't know if it's the right things to say, but I think it is. So I just, yeah. I just, I just talk. You know, it, it, to your point, I, I've always said this. It's amazing how much healthier you can get when you're happier. Yeah, I know. It's, it's awesome. Like I was, to put into perspective, like when, when I had that job, I was in and out of the hospital a lot. I had colitis in my colon because of stress. Like yeah. I, I was on all these different medications. They thought this was wrong with me. This was wrong with me. All these prescriptions. and And I always kind of was like sick growing up since I left dude like I haven't been sick at all not one incredible blue not not October when October comes I feel great every day you know occasionally I'll get yeah happy I'll just sleep a little bit longer but like I think your your outlook on life and your outlook on things in general um can depict a lot when it comes to your internal health Oh yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Um, listen, I, I'm just super stoked. I'm not going to keep here all day, but I'm super excited for um, the Gathering Shops audience. Hopefully, our growing listenership with this our new podcast, Design Your Day. Your story is just completely compelling. I absolutely love it. Um, tell everybody a little bit what's next for you. What's next for Jay Mitchell? What's up your sleeve? You have any new art coming out? Of course, I know. Um, your schedule, just like the gathering shop schedule and every other entrepreneur and business in our country has kind of been pushed on pause right now with uh, mm-hmm. the health crisis and pandemic that we're all, um, you know, going through. But what's next for you? I'm sure you're patiently waiting for everything to reopen so you can get back out there and, and show people um, the stuff you've been working on. Uh, what's next? What are, where are we going to find you next? So unfortunately, I did have a show in June in Tribeca that was we we decided to push it back. It's an artist uh, run show. We did it last year. So this would be the second year running. It was called the first show was called Think Big. Um, This was a uh, a second to that. But I think we're going to hopefully maybe push it out to the end uh, of year. So hopefully that will be on the list. Um, I want to get back to Art Basel this year in Miami. So that's in December 9th. Um, I, I unfortunately missed last year. Last year was kind of a tough time for me and my wife. We lost a few people in our family and, uh, oh. my wife actually, uh, was diagnosed with cancer, but we beat oh. it in one year. So, wow, um, I know. So we caught it early, we got it out. And then ironically, we're having a baby. So it was, a I, was ju- I was just going to bring that up. Well, first of all, um, yeah. a, a tough, tough year, but, uh, incredible news that you and your wife went through that and, and were able to beat it. It just goes to show, I'm sure a lot of your positive mental state had a lot to do with that. So I'm happy to hear that. Yeah. And I, I was just going to bring up the exciting news. I <laughs> saw your post a couple of weeks ago. Um, tell everybody, you and your wife are, are expecting you're going to be a dad. How I'm, pumped are you about this? I'm the, I'm the most pumped about anything <laughs> uh, right now. It, it, was, it's, it was the biggest blessing when she said that she was pregnant. I think she was maybe hesitant of like what I would say if it was the right time, but yeah. we just moved to a house in Freehold, my, my, my grandmother's house. Um, she, unfortunately, she was the one that passed away or one of the ones that passed away last year. We bought her house, which was three houses down from my parents. So oh. my old neighborhood, we have beautiful uh, backyard for my dog. I have a, my grandpa's garden. 
Um, we're just like loving life right now. And I think it's the perfect scenario. We're, we're in my school district where I grew up. So like, what better time to have a baby than right now and have yeah. them grow up like in my neighborhood, which is crazy. So it just all worked out really great. So again, like last year was the worst year we've ever had together. And from that comes the best year we've ever had. So it's like, it's wild what negative, negative situations can bring out of you as long as you flourish through it. Absolutely. But other than that, just I want to get back to, to now that I'm in Freehold, I want to kind of poach on uh, Freehold Borough a little bit. I worked with the gallery there uh, a little while ago. I want to do some murals in town. Um, I want to get that mural in Asbury Park out there. Yeah. Uh, what else? I have uh, a project right now for a, um, a building in New York City. I, I'm doing 120 hard hats that I did the first round of it, but then this kind of happened. So I'm, I'm eager to get back to that. And, uh, and then I'm eager for Bellworks to open up so I can do some live painting there, get yeah. the businesses involved. I have a lot of friends that work in that, that building um, with iSims and a few other companies. So uh, I'm eager just to get in front of people again, to be honest, like going yeah. a little stir crazy. I'm an extrovert, so I'm going a little stir crazy being by myself. But yeah, uh, I want to get out there and just, and just work with my business connects again and, and try to make something happen before this year's over. Yeah, I feel you, man. Um, you know, just hearing, hearing you talk about where you are now, you and your family, um, you know, it's like you've painted a great life and, and you're, you're where you want to be. And it's amazing when you or me or anyone is able to do that, how things start to roll and how you start to build momentum. Um, let me ask you real quick, uh, yeah. gathering shops, what would you like to see them do? What I'm sure you are impressed with the platform they've created so far, as am I. I'm sure you're very proud to be a part of it. Um, what do you look forward to the most from the Gathering Shops platform? Do you foresee them, you know, opening a store in every major city in the country, which may be able to allow you to have the platform to have your art in every location that they open? Do you foresee their e-commerce and online website growing dramatically where it's one of the most popular shopping platforms um, on the internet. What do you see um, as far as popularity and potential growth for the gathering shops? I think the online is always like a big thing for a, a lot of people when they think about it. But me personally, I, I like human interaction and, and being physically there and, and making that connection face to face with someone. So I think the gathering shop has a great record of picking the right spaces. So I think as long as they stay on track with picking uh, the places that they think are going to flourish or, or be huge in, in, in due time, which I think Bellworks is going to be the next big thing. And yeah, I, no doubt. Is, um, I think there's, there's still some vacancy. So when those big hitters start piling in, it's going to get aggressive and people are going to lose, lose out because they didn't yeah. jump on first. Um, so I, I, I know for the retail side, I think online is, is really huge for the gathering shop to kind of get some of those brands online. So it's easier to, to hats, your hats, yep. shirts. It's a lot easier for e-commerce like that. But I, I enjoy and I hope they continue to have huge events and outside the box events, um, whether that be, you know, bringing speakers in, having a nighttime event where it's, and they're already doing this, you know, yeah. Having, um, um, uh, fashion show walks, um, DJs, they're always doing a lot of this, but maybe tailoring it to like a, some sort of huge event yep. where um, there's, there's a sole uh, purpose or there's a sole charity or there's a sole, there's just like something or, organic that's, that's the reason why we're all there and the reason why some of those clients and some of those um, collectors can come out and, and, and want to be there other than seeing us and, and buying our, our merch. So yeah. 
I'm right there with you. I think um, I think we, we've all been drawn to this platform because um, it, it's a great space for for all of us to offer our our you know our product and our our creative talent. But at the same time, I just think the community is incredible. Like you know, just fr coming from where I sit, like having the opportunity to meet people like you and some of the other owners and designers of the brands. I just think it's really cool. And and someone like me who has a baseball background, I feel like I'm on this really super talented team. And if we all keep working hard and supporting each other, we could all get to places we've never been before. Absolutely. And I think we're all level-headed and we're all humble because we've been through a lot of crap. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no doubt. We worked our ass to get to where we are. And that's why we work well together. We're nice people. Like, we put out positive. I think you have to go through some of those milestones to be at that level. And I think we have a nice collective of those type of people um, that have been through it all. So I think I'm excited to see where we're all going to end up in the next five years together. Yeah, absolutely. Me too. Um, I got a couple more and then I'm going to get you yeah. out of here. I promise. Um, I was, you know, I, I read, uh, I read up a, a little bit about you. I found a couple of interviews or articles and uh, a couple of things stuck out. Uh, some of your quotes and I, and I want you to, to maybe dive in a little bit more. Yeah. Um, I saw once that you had said that you put happiness, talents and family first, and you strongly believe that success is measured in happiness. 100%. Touch on that a little bit, especially from your experience in corporate America. And then, of course, now you've been doing what you love now for a few years. You have, um, at least from where we sit, you've enjoyed a very high level of success. Um, your name, your art is growing, but you're doing what you love. Yeah. Talk a little bit about why you truly believe that success is not measured in money or material things. It is truly measured by happiness. Yeah. Um, I would say, you know, if you take money out of the equation, you know, what do you have left when you, when you take it out of the equation and you put it to the side and you say, I know I need this, but if I take that out of what I'm doing, am I happy? Um, am I healthy? Does my, how's my relationship with my wife? How's my relationship with my family? Um, what do I want to see myself doing in the next 10 years? The hardest thing is to see, like, to project yourself 10 years, yeah. like what I need, yeah. but you yourself and your personality changes every 10 years. Right? So like, I just try to look at the now, try to see, all right, what's going on now? Um, are the people around me happy? Am I being negative to them? Um, Cause there were so many situations where I was, was maybe putting people in bad attitudes or, or bad tempers based off of my actions where I used to come from. Yeah. Um, so I think all in all, I've seen both sides of it. Maybe that's why uh, I allude to, to that quote, but and, and not to say like, I don't have money. I have, I have money for this, but yeah. it's not important to me. It, yeah. Material things aren't important to me. Um, being with my loved ones is doing what I love. And I think just like everything I've been talking about, the feeling I get uh, of my clients, the feeling I get of painting, it, it overpowers all wealth, all money, um, all monetary things, because wealth to me comes from how far I've come with my health. Uh, where I am today and how I can sit here and reflect on my past, the negative parts and look at where I am now and appreciate, although I went through a really shitty time last year, I'm in like the best pace possible now and things happen for a reason. And I think once you have that realization that things happen for a reason, negative things don't just happen. I personally think, I think yeah. everything happens for a reason to get you on another track or to make you shift thinking a little bit differently. Yeah. Uh, so I hope that answered it. That was kind no, of no, absolutely. And it, and it's uh, <laughs> to your point about uh, you know difficult situations or tough times. Um, I know we've seen a lot of this with with what everyone's going through these last few weeks. But the saying "this too shall pass" 
Um, yeah. You know, and I, and it's hard for all of us, you know, um, none of us are perfect. And it's, it's sometimes it's very easy to get down during difficult times. But if we really, really double down on this too shall pass and know that you're going to be a better, stronger person when it does, I think a lot of us would be a little bit more positive and, and, and optimistic. Um, last thing, last yeah. question. The name of our show, the name of our podcast is Design Your Day, the official podcast show of The Gathering Shops. For all of our listeners, our growing audience, what tips or advice would you give to them for them to best design their day? They don't have to be an artist like you. They don't have to be a, a brand designer like myself. They could be a professional of corporate America. They could be an athlete. They could be a musician. They could be anything. But what tips from Jay Mitchell, the artist, would you pass along to people for them to best design their day? Create something. Could be anything. Just sit there and create. We do so much thinking and overthinking. I did it yesterday. I wanted to paint so bad, but I was in my head all day. And I didn't <laughs> put a brush to the canvas. And yeah. sometimes you're so convoluted in your own thoughts that you don't act. And how is anyone going to see what you did or... Uh, like see what you, and it could be anything. It could be from a spreadsheet to creating a canvas to creating merchandise or just creating a quote. Uh, I just think people need to create more, stop thinking, stop, stop caring what other people think. Um, who cares if people judge you? Just put yourself out there and the true people um, that are good humans will give you good feedback and ride till you die. Um, stay humble, help others, and always answer emails too. Dude, listen, <laughs> I'm sure you have done a ton of interviews and podcasts before this one. I know you're going to do a bunch after this, but that may have been your best answer, hands down. That was it. I, and I want, I want to make sure that we share that answer with everybody because that is some awesome advice. Listen, Jay Mitchell, this was incredible. I am even more excited, not, not only that we finally did this first episode and this first interview with you, but I'm even more excited to know that we're going to catch up again and do it live at the store. And maybe one day we'll even do a little bit of a road trip and come out to one of your spaces where you're actually painting and really see you up close and personal. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. As soon as, like I said, as soon as that 67 foot mural is open and they have the grand opening, I'll send all that information to the gathering chapel. Hope you guys can come by and see it. Yes, dude. So listen, from everybody that is part of the Gathering Shops family and growing community, thank you so much for your time. This was so much fun. We look forward to dropping this later in, in, uh, in the coming days. And we definitely most look forward to getting together in person when everything opens up here in the next few weeks. So thank you again. We wish you, you, your family, your wife, nothing but the best. We look forward to catching up soon, my man. Thank you, man. I appreciate it, Ray. All right, man. Take care. See ya. Yeah. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to Design Your Day, the official podcast show of The Gathering Shops. We hope you enjoyed our interview with New Jersey artist Julian Mitchell Estramera. Be sure to visit our store locations at the Garden State Plaza Mall in Paramus, New Jersey, and Bellworks in Homedale, New Jersey, to check out Jay Mitch's latest paintings and creative work. I am your host, Ray Digney, and until next week, remember, only you have the power to design your day. <laughs>